Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you to thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Have you ever wondered how some businesses, some companies always seem to be hitting their sales goals and others seem to be struggling? You ever been frustrated by the lack of progress towards your sales goals? Maybe you had the big intention, you had things that you wanted to achieve, but maybe just weren't quite making the progress. Well, the key is consistency. And today we have a guest who's actually wrote the book on this topic. And so we're going to be talking about the consistency system, seven steps to smash sales goals and boost business success. So it's going to be an awesome show. So take some notes and make sure that you put your ideas into action. Now, just as a reminder, if this is your first time tuning in, uh, Growth Amplifiers is sharing the best tips, tools, and strategies to optimize and scale your business by elevating the value and experience you provide. Our guest today is a follower of Jesus Christ, a husband, and a father. He's also the founder of L, I'm sorry, MLM Nation, including the number one networking marketing training on iTunes. That's pretty notable. He began in 2003 and built a multi-million dollar business with over 200,000 distributors by pioneering online duplication. And his vision is to help one thousand network marketers earn at least one thousand dollars a month within the next 12 months i'd like to welcome the author of the consistency pill simon chan simon thanks for joining us on growth amplifiers hey it's an honor to be here thank you so much kenny i'm excited so obviously you have got this great background you've, you've achieved some amazing things and I'm curious to know just a little bit about your journey to get to where you're at today. A little bit of your backstory. Could you just start us off by kind of tuning us in there? Yeah, um, I'm a shy, quiet Asian kid. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. And I grew up in a very stereotypical Asian family. Like, just study, study, study. Go become a doctor. Or if you don't become a doctor, go become a lawyer or engineer. And my dad was a doctor. It was kind of like rags to riches. He grew up in Hong Kong. And uh, came to America for his American dream, and he achieved it. You know, we lived in a big house. I was always like the richest kid in the public school, uh, but I didn't have much time with my dad. He was always busy working. So I was in the school, and uh, I gave up the pre-med stuff, and I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, and I had a job. I ended up getting a job. Uh, I actually worked at the NBA. National Basketball Association, and it was an awesome job, but didn't pay that well. But I loved it. I was in my 20s. I didn't care. And I thought I was just going to work for 30, 40 years, uh, maybe get an MBA and just climb the corporate ladder. And then I read a book that totally changed my life. You know, I read a Rich Dad Poor Dad, a Robert Kiyosaki, that taught me the concept of, hey, it's passive income or residual income. And I never knew anything about that. That was totally foreign. All I knew was study hard, work hard, get a good job and move, move up. And I was like, wow, that sounds really good. You just work hard. You get royalties. You get passive income. So once I read that, uh, this is back in 
2003, I was hooked. I said, I need to start a business. I need to change my life because I don't want to be working uh, and climb up the corporate ladder anymore. But I didn't know what type of business to do. Uh, I looked at uh, franchising. Uh, I didn't have any business background at all. I just knew like a sport. I came from a sports background. And at that time, um, I discovered network marketing, and which is direct selling. And there's a lot of misconceptions about the profession. Um, there's just like any profession, there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. But I, I wasn't sure. And then at the same time, I was uh, at a point in my life where I went Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And as you mentioned, Jesus Christ, God is very important to me. And I, when I read through that, I discovered God's purpose for me was to have a positive impact as many lives as possible. And the, so it's like, what business would be aligned with that purpose? Because even though I was shy and quiet, when I was a kid, even back in college, I liked mentoring uh, in the youth fellowship. I used to help out with uh, coaching the basketball clinics. I enjoy that. So I found that direct selling, even though it involves sales, is really a coaching and mentoring business. So I took a leap mm -hmm. of faith, and uh, that's how I got started. I started in 2003. I didn't have any for, for a couple, it was like $1,400 I got started for a kid. I had no success for the first four months. Uh, actually, maybe longer than that, because I was, like I said, programmed to be an employee. Right. It's like my teacher. I was always a kid that never got in trouble in school. Teacher told me to do this. I'll do it. My boss told me to do something. I'll do it. But I never knew that as an entrepreneur, you got to have the initiative to do things yourself and to stay consistent. So I just floundered. I knew I wanted to do this. Um, I wasn't focused, made no money, zero dollars. And until I finally met a mentor that actually stopped pushing me really hard and made me stick to a routine. And that was my first really introduction to being what it takes to be successful. You need to be consistent. And I slowly got some results, maybe earning a couple, like $100 a week, which at that time was like a lot of money to me. And then able to take that part-time business to a full-time and six figures and build a seven-figure business. So in a nutshell, uh, that's what happened. And in 2003, I felt I had to transition. I wanted to make an even bigger impact instead of just marketing my company's products uh, and selling them. Uh, I decided to be a generic coach and trainer for everyone in the direct selling profession. So I've been a generic coach since full time since April 2013. Wow. So many of us who are on this journey to help guide and empower others and be amplifiers in their world have had that similar journey of I've tried something, I ran into a wall, <laughs> and then I've found a way over the wall. And now you can help others over so that they can get to where they're trying to get. So really cool stuff. Um, if you haven't done this already and you're tuning in to Growth Amplifiers for the first time, we always appreciate subscribes and likes and comments. So please do that as we uncover the challenge. And we've some of this kind of goes pretty straightforward, Simon. The challenge would be, if you're not being consistent, that's a challenge. But what are some of the other underlying challenges that people have when they're coming into this space that really prevent them from stepping into their true greatness? Well, you mentioned uh, goals. We all have goals. Mm -hmm. And we need to we want to hit that goal, right? Mm -hmm. And I've been there where I failed goals. And I've been there where I achieved a lot of goals. It really comes down to, and we talk about consistent. I think if you ask anyone in the world, they all know consistency is important. Whether it's consistent activities, you need consistent sales coming in, consistent growth for your business, amplify your, your business. But it really comes down to seven components. And if you don't have these seven components, I wrote this about in my book, in The Consistency Pill, is you're going to miss your goals. And like the goals that you've hit, Kenny, 
mm-hmm. whether you knew they're not, you applied all seven of these. And the oh, ones wow. maybe you fell short, you probably did, you, you right, you probably didn't. So the first one is having a checklist, right? So for whatever new goal, and you're at your business, you want to take your business to the next level. What do you need to do? Right? What specifically you need to do? Maybe you need to go um, grow in a specific market, for example. And so what, what type of leads are you going to get, right? What type of reach out activities, marketing activities you need to do? So component number one is you got to have a checklist. Number two is really, really important is you have to create and schedule the time, right? Because we're all busy already. And most of the time we're working in our business, but are you working on the business, right? There's a difference between working in the business, doing the daily deliverables, but working on the business is how you amplify your business. So, uh, so sk- create and schedule the time, meaning, Go to your calendar and block up a chunk of your time. It doesn't need to be long. It could be just 15. It could be simple as 15 minutes of thinking. You walk around the block and think about different ways to reach out or to market your new product or what product to launch. What's the, whatever it is, you got to create and schedule the time. Uh, because if you don't do that, you know, the day goes by super fast. You're working the business and the nights, the day's over and you still haven't gone advancing your business. Third thing is you de- got to determine the strategy. So if you want to go to the new, getting back to the new market, what's the strategy? What's the reach outs? Is it going to be uh, TV advertising, radio advertising, social media, you know, hire an influencer? What's the strategy? And often the strategy is going to dictate your checklist, right? Number four is you have to choose your environment. And this is something that a lot of people uh, don't pay attention to. So for example, I live in, I have a big, beautiful studio, right? And, but I cannot get any creative work done here. I'm just like in the fog, right? But if I go out to my backyard in 10 minutes, I get all my ideas. Like all my content ideas for social media, they all come when I'm walking my dog, when I'm biking, mm-hmm. right? Choosing an environment. Another important part of the environment is a music. Music. Just like the certain type of, if I played a certain song, Kenny, or bring you back to your high school days, um, choose a song that immediately, once you listen to it, it's like, you know, the Pavlov dogs. You ring a bell, you're conditioned to do something. Choose a song that immediately gets you in the mood to do what you need to do. All right. So before I speak, uh, even right before getting on the show, uh, and you said, you know, this is not my first rodeo. I, I've been just, I've spoken over 10,000 engagements for doing business presentations to live Facebook lives like every day, 300 times a year, to over 10,000 times in my 20 years, but I still get nervous. All right. So before that, I play the same song. I feel like ACDC, Thunderstruck. Once I hear that, I'm, I'm fired up, right? Guess the, so you need to choose the environment. So when I wrote my book, I choose the same song. And once I hear that song, it puts me in the writing stage, right? So choose your environment. Number five is you got to track. You got to track your progress, right? Like the late Peter Drucker says, what doesn't get tracked doesn't get measured. What doesn't get measured doesn't get improved. So you have to track your progress. Component number six is using tools. Yeah, uh, tools doesn't need to be fancy. It could be as simple as I talk about the calendar, blocking it in, having an alert every day. Like, hey, this is a time to work on that go, right? Or and a timer. I love the timer because, you know, um, sometimes we can check emails, spend all day checking emails. And we say, well, let, me just, let me just check my email for two minutes. All of a sudden it becomes 10 minutes. Or social media becomes you're on the scroll hole, keep scrolling. So I set a timer, you know, for emails. I have five minutes to check emails. Once I'm done, I'm not allowed to check emails for the next two hours, right? That pushes you. Or when you're working on that goal, we tend to over, entrepreneurs, we're perfectionists. We love to overthink. So set, hey, 30 minutes, I'm going to work on this. And then I have to stop and get back to what I do. So the timer will push you. 
to get more things done. It puts that artificial pressure on us to go, 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 go. And then the last one is the most important one. Uh, the last component is accountability. You know, we're humans. We all slack off. We all need accountability, right? Like if you want to be, to have a good workout, uh, you, just to show up, you probably, have, if you meet a friend, you show up. If you want to have a better workout, uh, have a trainer. And mm -hmm. we're in business. We want to win. We're like Olympic athletes. They all have accountability partners. I have accountability partners. Whatever new goal, whatever you want to set to take your business to the next level, make sure you get accountability. So those are the nutshell, Kenny. Those are the seven components. And if you apply these, you hit your goal. And if you don't, you are going to fall short. Now, what I love about that list is that it's a simple list. And it's easy to follow. One of the challenges that I see that people have is they'll hear something simple and they think, oh, it, it's easy. It's basic. Uh, it's, it's too easy. <laughs> I already know that. When people start coming up into that in their mind, how do you help them understand that it doesn't matter if it's easy? It matters if you're getting the result. What do you, how do you guide people through that process? Because people could say, oh, seven things. Well, I got it. Now, now yep. I'm looking for that that silver bullet to just to make everything else super easy. Well, you know, success is actually very often very simple. It's doing the simple things, right? But the simple things are the ones that are not easy to do. Um, but if you look at the seven components, yeah, they are easy, they're simple, but it's the application of it that's so. One action step, right? If you right after this, uh, you guys are watching, listening to this. One action step is whatever goal you want to set. Just simply create and schedule the time, right? So like today or tomorrow. And I know everyone's schedule could be simple. It could be, it could be different. But what, give yourself 15, 30 minutes a day to work on the, the goal so you can amplify your business. So, because now you say 15, 30 minutes is not much time. But if you do that five, six days a week, and you can do it on the Saturday, weekends, you just wake up a little bit earlier, just do that. You know, in a week from now, that's like seven days times 30. That's like what? Uh, three and a, You spend three and a half hours working on your business, working on a goal that's going to take your business to the next level. Simple to do, but you, you have to do that. And when you're spending that time there, you just not, you know, sometimes in our businesses, we're, we feel like we're the hamster. We just on the wheel, right? We just keep running, running, running. When you create <laughs> and schedule the time, and maybe you got to get out of that environment, do it, your thinking time. You know, one of my mentors, he would give one of the best advice. He said, I asked him on, on my show, like, what is the best habit you've had, right? And the best habit that's helped you become successful. He says, I think 30 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day with no inputs, right? So like he, he, he could be walking, exercising, but not listening to podcasts, not listening to music. And he says, all the solutions to my uh, business problems are right there. Right? It's another similar advice is people, someone once told me, never make an important decision until you, after you take a shower. Because right? when you take a shower, you're thinking. So these things are simple, but if you want to take one thing, just create and schedule the time, budget out the time. Everyone can do 15, 30 minutes. Uh, you can spend 15 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes during the lunch hour, and just work on what you need to do to amplify your business. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait. Be proactive and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now, let's get back to the show.
I, I love those points. A couple of things I'll, I'll share too that's been helpful for me is if if people are thinking and it can't quite get the 15 minutes for whatever reason, then get five, do something, build that habit, just get into action. Uh, there's a lot of people that I connect with and for whatever reason, the goal that they continue to set for themselves is just a little bit outside of their the reach and they can work towards getting there. But if you find you're not being able to achieve that, right, then simplify it mm. and start with what you can commit to and you can achieve. I, I was reading the book Tiny Habits, BJ Fogg, and he talks about when he started to realize that he needed to be flossing his teeth, he started by flossing one tooth, which seems ridiculous, but he was able to build the habit by yep. starting on flossing the one tooth. And so if you're listening in, these steps are vital. You want to get to that result. You got to follow these steps. The consistency pill, you got to take the consistency pill. So you can be consistent. But if you can't go full on, if you've been trying something for a while and you're just not making that traction, uh, consider simplifying and doing one thing that you can commit to and then repeat from there. Yeah, you know, I, I talked about that in my book. Is you, you hit around the nail is that start small, right? Start small. So, like, the reason I said most people think, well, I need like five hours to really dedicate on this project, three hours. Just start 15, 30 minutes. And if you don't have 15, 30 minutes or you don't have the focus, start five minutes or just start two minutes. Just get in the habit. And I think that that's the mindset. Once you start doing that, you get the habit. You know, in, um, in the Atomic Habits by James Clear, talk about three rules. Number one is you start small. Right? Start with one. One is better than none. It's just like an exercise. If you can't, if you want to be in really good shape, but you can't even do, most people go to the gym, they want to go from zero to hero. And then they do all out. And then all of a sudden, they, they, they can't, they're so sore, they can barely move their body. They never want to go back again. Right? Just do one push-up. One push-up. And the next day, the second rule is you add one more. Right, one more. So you, so you do one push-up today and you're not allowed to do it anymore. The next day, you do two. Then the next day, you keep, so you keep adding. And then you get to the point, I'll be like, oh, Kenny, I'm doing 30 push-ups. I can't do it anymore. I'm... Then you take that 30 and split it into 15. Split it into two. So you do 15 in the morning and 15 at night. And then you repeat those three rules. And you slowly build up that tolerance. Because everything's a muscle, right? 15 minutes sitting down there, you may not be able to do that. Like you, start with five minutes and slowly build your way up there. I love those tips. And, you know, it's funny is I've recommended similar things, but again, there's knowing something and then there's flexing the muscle. And if we're honest, like we said in the beginning of the show, we, we find that sometimes we need to, oh, I'm really consistent with this over here. But for whatever reason, I'm not consistent with this over here. And so I need to put my focus and attention, if this is important, to make sure that I'm applying these strategies for that skill. So when you're coming to somebody, maybe they're really good at one thing, but they're they're avoiding something else, they're procrastinating about it. What are some ideas or some things that might help them get beyond that procrastination so that they're really stepping into focusing on maybe that one thing that they're not doing that's that's creating a bottleneck or creating a, a challenge? Well, that's that's an excellent question. And that goes to component number seven. Account most important one, accountability. We need all, we all need accountability partners, right? So whatever you want to achieve, find someone to hold you accountable. And 
So, and then you, you can have different accountability partners for different parts of the business and different mm-hmm. parts of life. For example, like a marriage accountability, right? Uh, uh, if you're a parent, a, a, a spouse, um, well, a parent, I can't even speak, parent accountability, right? Or mm-hmm. a business accountability, business, uh, a marketing person, a salesperson. So, because we tend to slack off, like you said, it's, easy, it's simple to do, but right, like any, but easy not to do. So, getting accountability is huge. Um, and there's different types of accountability. You can do like a monthly accountability. You can do daily accountability, which is really short. Like it could be a five-minute text. Um, send me what you do. So this is something that I've helped out people who do one-on-one coaching with me. Is every day, they got to send me a report of what you've done. Right? So they know it's coming. So they go, oh, I got to report to Simon. It actually makes them, even if it's on, on days where you don't really feel like you don't feel like doing anything, they do something because they got to send that report in. Right? So if you look at different parts, accountability, this is the thing. Um, this is saying where you're going to be five years from now is determined by your personal development, the people you meet, and the places you travel. Right? And the people you meet is huge. So if there's different areas, one area is hurting, think about the people you're spending time with in that area. And that's something I did recently. I realized, hey, I'll just I'll spend a lot of time with a certain group of people, and this part of my life was going awesome, but this place was hurting. So wait, mm-hmm. I need to change that group of people. Maybe spend a little bit less time with these this group and spend more time on that group. It's it's helpful. You know, that's one of the things I so I, I do a lot of um coaching as well, but my my background comes more from the marketing and, and value journey optimization. And sometimes when I'm connecting with somebody, they say, Oh, I already have a business coach or I already have a marketer that I'm working with. And I I try to share with them, it's like well, you may have somebody helping you out with an area, but there may be some things that they're not helping you out with that you don't even see. You could have a blind spot that's causing a bottleneck. Yeah. And so it's always helpful to get someone's fresh perspective. And sometimes the people that you may be working with may be helping in a lot of ways, but they may be part of the bottleneck. They may be part of the tunnel vision. They can't see that blind spot either because they're in that boat as well yeah they're so close to the trees they can't see the forest <laughs> exactly so i think it's really helpful to have an outside perspective to come in give a fresh perspective and share with you uh, ways that you can grow or can improve because if, if you think that i know it all then we, what do we have we have teenage mindset no offense to teenagers <laughs> but we when we're young, we think, oh, I know this already. I, I know it all, right? But it takes wisdom to realize that you don't know everything and that you can actually benefit from other p- people's perspective. Yeah. Speaking of that, um, we have a, a lot of great insights from the Consistency Pill. And you can go to consistencypill.com, uh, check out more about Simon and his book. What are some things that they that you'd want to share with people about what they can expect to see on your website and or your book well when you get the book i think you, you get a lot of stories i was definitely not perfect uh, i think a lot of you could relate to my stories of when i screwed up messed up and the book is really basically uh 20 years of lessons of my from my mistakes and also lessons I learned from my mentors and see, seeing the people that I've coached, they made mistakes. So there's a lot of loaded with stories and you get a checklist and blueprint. And um, it's a fun read. People say it's it's a fun read. I really, really love that, that you're sharing stories. I know 
in the past, I've, I've probably said too many, tried too many times to give too much data, too much information and not enough story. Yeah. And we can actually learn more from stories and save our time. A lot of the learning lessons because we're learning from other people's uh, successes, learning from other people's challenges and failures and observations. And that, that's an action step everyone can take. It's like, if you want to amplify your business, think about the messages you want to share. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, you because we tend to talk about facts or benefits a lot, but use the stories, right? What's the best way to handle an objection if someone doesn't buy or, or be part of your business? Or it's, What are the ob- common objections? Use a story to answer those objections, right? So for example, if someone said that, oh, your product is too, ex- your product or service is too expensive, share a story of someone that was maybe a success story from someone that used your product and service that was struggling, but mm-hmm. somehow saved up some money or took, took a leap of faith and used it. And then their life totally changed, right? Use those stories because people at the end of the day, your potential customers, they don't remember anything about your product or service. What they remember is the stories and the emotion connection. You know, there's a saying for marketing, you know, this It's like amateurs sell benefits, right? People who know what they're doing sell feet. I'm sorry. Amateurs sell features, Mm-hmm. People know what they're doing, sell benefits. But the really good ones, good markers, they sell the emotional benefits behind that service, right? And the, how you convey that is using a story because the, the, your person's listening to, oh, I'm like that. Once they feel that connection to that story, then you, then that person is sold. I think that's a great point. I had been working with a speech coach for this past several months. Her name's Vera Jones. And I was working with her. Not because I hadn't spoken in the past, but because it's been some time since I've done a lot of in-person events due to this pandemic thing that we had. I started to do a lot more webinars, online virtual podcasts, and it had been some time since I've uh, done more in-person events. And so I, I connect with her to strengthen those skills, sharpen the saw, right? And that's one of the things that she helped me remember is that telling stories is important, but you just mentioned it, Simon, uh, which is why I'm Wayne, putting an underline in there, is to really think about the feeling that you want someone to have when they hear that story. Because you can tell a story that has, shares information, or you can tell a story that gets people to lean in and feel mm-hmm. that intended feeling. And that's how we can connect in a different way it's not even possible through words. So it's really powerful. It takes practice. So final thoughts on consistency pill. If you're looking to get more consistent, looking to increase sales, definitely want to learn more about how to do that. Um, what are your the final takeaways and thoughts you'd like to share for those who are t- tuned in or catching the replay? If this, you know, you mentioned it. It's about execution, right? Things are simple, but you got to do what it takes. If there's one thing, one action step to take, everyone, is you have goals, you have you want to amplify your business, create and schedule the time to do that. And you don't want to be stuck like working in the business. You got to be working on the business. Working on the business, work on your go. So go to your calendar, block off time, whether it could be super early in the morning or you're late at night or in the lunchtime, or go somewhere that's changed your environment. That's if you go to the office and just you feel like you're in the grind, go somewhere. Go, go work in a cafe, go in a Starbucks, but go create and schedule the time, invest in the time so that you can take your business to the next level. 
Super cool, Simon. I appreciate you. Uh, if you're tuning in, make sure to check out consistencypill.com. Check out Simon. He's an amplifier in this world. And I'm glad to have him on the show. Simon, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for having me, Ken. It's an honor. I appreciate you. And if you're just checking in this out for the first time, make sure to tune in, subscribe to Growth Amplifiers. We appreciate you and being the amplifier you are. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.